0: Ladies and gentlemen of Bachelor Nation, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic, and this is Bachelor Rush Hour. We have late, late, late breaking news to report to you guys. I'm talking, I already had this episode recorded. We were already uploaded, ready to go on this podcast, Bachelor Rush Hour. But we have sad news to report to you guys right now. Let's jump right into it. Bachelorettes Gabby, Wendy, and Eric Schwer. Break up less than two months after the finale. I've already got my YouTube video uploaded. We just got this information hot off the press. Came out less than an hour ago on E! News. And I'm going to share for you guys real quickly what the sources said. Now, listen... Gabby and Eric didn't confirm this yet publicly on their Instagrams, but multiple sources are saying this now to E! News. They've made a video about it. It makes sense. This conversation might be di- be uh, being discussed today on the Bachelor in Paradise reunion episode. This might be why they want it reported now. Um, other, other reasons, you know, wild news comes out on a Friday afternoon. That's when publicists want to dump their information because they don't want it to become a bigger story. So they release it on a Friday afternoon. Little do they know, you guys don't care what day of the week it is. You are here for the tea. So here's what the source said. She felt they weren't aligned and weren't on the same page. Gabby was hoping they could give each other space and work it out, but ultimately decided they didn't have a future. What she had previously said Monday night, which sparked a lot of these rumors, a Fox News report asked her about her relationship, and she said, I think life is just really busy for the both of us right now. So I understand their concern, but we're we're just kind of, you know, going forward with each of our individual interests and supporting each other from afar. So of course, after that came out, everyone uh, was pretty much, oh my gosh, this relationship is either on the rocks or already dead, and now two different sources Confirmed that uh, Gabby was actually the one to break things off after they were going to take a break. Uh, we'll have to see if this is addressed on the Bachelor in Paradise Reunion. We don't have any other information right now, but I want to let you guys know that when it comes out, I will be sharing it first on the YouTube and then with you guys in the podcast. So make sure if you aren't to go subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, for those that are new to the podcast, we started this week, so you're all new. If you haven't already, we really appreciate if you would give us a rating and a review. Help get this podcast to the top of the charts so you know exactly where to come to find your bachelor news now back to the beginning of this pre-recorded episode from just an hour ago news changes fast and we're here for it welcome to bachelor rush hour hello everybody and welcome to bachelor rush hour it's your boy dave neal stand-up comic and host of bachelor nation news Hope everyone's doing fine in this Friday afternoon rush hour rewind of the day's activities. We're going to get into it right now. I've got three. Hot topics we're going to discuss, pulling the audio from today's YouTube videos, sharing it with you, the audiophile commuter. Hope everyone had a fantastic work week, if that's what you were doing. And if you're just listening for the joy and fun of listening, then we appreciate you too. Can you believe it? Our first week as Bachelor Rush Hour, the podcast, and we are still charting at number two in entertainment news on Apple Podcasts and in the top 75 of news podcasts. I'm saying that as I laugh because I can't believe we're labeled as news. We are just here to comment on some of the activities going on, not only in the Bachelor world, but in the entertainment world in general. Lots to talk about today. Uh, here's one story that we didn't comment on on the YouTube channel. We've got Bachelor alum Hannah Ann Sluss and Jake Funk going strong as they manage long-distance relationship. As you know, Hannah Ann Sluss was dating a football player Jake Funk in Los Angeles as he played for the LA Rams, and he has since been traded. Insiders say they're going strong. He's been busy with football. She's been splitting time between LA and New Orleans. I got to tell you, if there's any team you have to get traded to from LA, just just based on city lifestyle, New Orleans must be one of the best. Maybe Miami, New Orleans, New York City. Um, I mean, these are great cities to live in, to have a good bite to eat and experience the town. Uh, But either way happy for them as they do long distance, but you know, it's the middle of his season and you know, he's working full time and she's got her own thing going on. So yeah, maybe maybe distance does make the heart go fonder. Maybe not. We'll have to see the strength of that relationship. And speaking of strong relationships, we've got an update from Serena Pitt and Joe about their wedding. Uh, I'm going to share that clip with you guys in a second. They did a Q&A on their, Inst- on their YouTube channel. So we'll have that video coming your way. And if you stick around to the very end of this podcast, I will share what reality Steve thinks will go down at tonight's Bachelor in Paradise reunion episode. So that will be tonight. You'll have. To to listen to the uh, updates as we'll have them on the YouTube channel. I'll be sharing whatever spoilers come out. So if you want the spoiler news from Reality Steve, stick around. I'll leave that for the very end of this episode. I also want to thank those for your kind comments, not just in the Apple podcast reviews, but in the DMs and everywhere else. Uh, Molly had written this today. After my controversial video about my stance on billionaires in society, which you're about to hear, she wrote, Hi Dave, so I watch many of your videos on YouTube but have never subscribed because I try to avoid spoilers when I'm watching live. I'm currently watching the video that you did on Maddie Pruitt's wedding and I just wanted to let you know that I subscribe to your channel anyway. The reason for this is because I would rather support someone who speaks up and out for what's right and maybe get a spoiler or two rather than not support them just to avoid spoilers. Thank you for using your platform for good and for change that we need. We need more content creators to be more like you. You're one of the good ones and I just felt... Like, I needed to let you know that speaking out on this made me subscribe, and I'm very sure I'm not the only one. Keep being you. You freaking rock. Well, thank you so much to Molly for that kind comment. As you know, I speak out against grifters, people that don't share their opinion because they want to maximize their profits or, you know, or, or share an opinion they don't firmly believe in to maximize their profits. We call those grifters. You won't get that on my channel. I'm going to share it with you guys, exactly what I think about issues, including the one coming up next. So, if you didn't catch any of this information, Madison Pruitt married a billionaire's son, Grant Trout, and they had a good wedding weekend last weekend. And now we have a wedding planner in New York City making a TikTok video about how much she believes this wedding would have cost, or costed, using her words. Uh, both right, apparently, according to the English dictionary. And uh, let's have a listen to what she has to say.
1: Bachelor got married recently, and she had a pretty extravagant wedding. And we are going to tell you how much it costed. Maddie and her now husband were married in Dallas, Texas, but we are going to give you prices based. Did off she say how
0: much it costed?
1: In New York City, so prices might be a little different than what they actually paid. Okay, but so this
0: is-, is her. This is her thoughts based on a New York City wedding, which you would assume would cost more. But Maddie's wedding was planned in only several months, so I'm sure the 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 cost of planning a wedding quickly definitely has probably a 20 to 50% uh, up charge when you're trying, you know, you know, these linen uh, sheets don't just come out of nowhere.
1: This is what it would cost to recreate this wedding in the New York City area. They had their wedding at a private estate, so they had to bring in absolutely everything. This is a great aerial view of everything that they had to bring in. Wow. And this is a great aerial view of their ceremony. Let's start with the tent and all of the structure. This tent structure alone would have costed about $100,000. Cost all of the production that goes into the tent would be another $100,000. We're talking all of the structure that you need to hang all this lighting, to hang this giant floral installation, all the sound for the band, the dance floor, everything. For the actual rentals, we're talking the tables and the chairs for 350 guests, as well as their specialty lounge furniture that they have. All of that would be another 70 grand. For specialty rentals, that is the fancy china, fancy cups, fancy utensils, fancy linens, fancy napkins. That's another $35,000. For Uh. catering and staff for this event, we are looking at about $500 per person for 350 people for luxury food, luxury alcohol, and that's going to be about $175,000. Florals, there were florals everywhere crazy centerpieces and decor on each of the tables. This was their ceremony. This was their dance floor. For all these florals, we're
0: estimating about $75,000. Now, 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 this is where people have said, no, 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 that's a quarter million dollars worth of florals. You don't just, you can't just buy a rose. You got to go find these things. They're, you know what I mean? Like, they, they, they probably had a source from, from hundreds of, I mean, no, these came from all over. There's no way. I mean, leave a comment. Let me know what you guys think. By the way, cost or costed is the past tense form of the verb cost. American and British English prefer cost as the simple past tense. The verb means the amount of. Okay, so anyway, so I'm sorry for correcting. Or costed cost it is also right.
1: And there was this cake for that size cake. That, and that cake,
0: we're calling it the stairway to gluten.
1: That design, that would be about $15,000. For photo, we're estimating about $25,000 for the entire day and video about $15,000. They had a very big band and we are estimating that was about $35,000. Okay. They did have a lot of custom stationery for 350 guests and that would total to be about $20,000. <sighs> Transportation for all these guests, about $15,000.
0: So they didn't use Jacob's uh, lift code to get everyone there?
1: Security at this private estate for 20 security people, we're talking about $10,000. Ceremony musicians, probably about $5,000. Hair and makeup for about ten people with a very high-end makeup and hair artist about seven thousand dollars.
0: How and- much for the um, uh, the uh, added uh, uh, eyelashes? Where they have to source those from tarantula legs in the uh, in the, the Maldives?
1: I did have a live painter and that would be about $3,000. And the planner would charge a pretty high percentage of the total budget of this wedding. If they charge 20% of the total spend, the planner would be about $150,000. So Very high-end luxury prices for this wedding, but this was a high-end luxury wedding. Overall, the cost to recreate this wedding in the New York area for 350 guests at a high-end level, you're talking about $800,000.
0: Eight hundred grand. Now, uh, I don't know if she. And and thank you so much for this TikTok here. There, Uh, I don't know if she's factoring, factoring in that it was planned in under three months. I mean, doesn't that double the price for everything when you need to get something done like that? There's literally weddings that they probably had to like yank chairs out of, you know, to just like, oh yeah, I I hope you, uh there's you know, some weddings getting ready to cut their cake and they're like, no, we need that for Maddie's cake. They just like cut, you know, remove the cake. All right, anyway, so uh, I've been talking a lot about taxing the rich. I've been talking a lot about how like, um you know, how I believe our country needs to get to a place where um, we all have sort of a fighting shot here. You know, we live in this generation. Generation, we're like my, our generation right now will be the first generation that that makes less than its previous generation. So we're actually going uh, we're actually going backwards with, with how we evolve as, as as humans. Not just there, the actual we, we're actually like not even living as long. The last like three, four, five years, the lifespan has gone backwards, and uh, it's it's not looking good. I call it late stage capitalism because it's just the idea that we're like automating everything from fast food to uh, basically everything, you know, it's cutting out the Middle class, the people that are on the forefront of the automation are the ones that are like reaping all the rewards. Like, how many people have jobs where? They're doing like four people's jobs because of automation, and it's like, are you getting paid four times as much? You know what I mean, that type of thing. So I got a comment from a longtime listener, and I want to read it to you guys. No judgment based on the commenter, but I want to show you that how, how people sort of use control to try to get me to act a certain way, and I have to be authentic to you guys and speak my truth, or else I'd be a hack if I was trying to pander to people who who think a different way. Hi Dave, you're the first person I've ever DM'd. I followed you since your SAP days. You you read my email to you on episode. 143. I think on that email I said keep doing your bachelor recaps. I'm glad you have uh, I'm glad you have and that your hustle and humor and hard work have led you to to your success. Congrats to you and Tasha on your wedding. Okay, so all of the compliments that start off, I appreciate that. It looked magical. I've watched a couple of recent YouTube videos and I find it very off-putting that you are making political jokes and commentary. I've always found you to be fair and balanced and not political. I would assume some part of your following agrees. If you continue to make political commentary, I'll sadly have to stop watching you. Fondly, a longtime listener and supporter. And I I responded fondly in a way to find conversation. So respect to this commenter, but I can't, I can't be swayed based on what somebody wants me to be or to do. So I might lose a couple, we call that cracking eggs to make an omelet. You might lose a couple people in support of your truth. There might be a reason why my channel has a hard time hitting the 100,000 subscriber mark because my channel can be divisive in a sense that some people don't want to hear my opinions on things outside of Bachelor Nation. I have never pledged to have a channel that only discusses Bachelor Nation in some sort of little uh, you know, insulated bubble. That's not the world we live in, you know? So I'm going to continue to saying what I want to say, and people can try to consume whatever content they want to consume. My challenge to people that disagree with me is to just hear me out. Just hear me out. That's my challenge to you guys. Can we live in a world where we can hear different opinions? And how many people that have commented when I've talked about how the rich don't pay enough It's mind blowing. I mean, I have people that literally we're talking about maternity, uh, a maternity leave and saying how we need a better, more robust system for young moms and also for people to go on leave that have had miscarriages and leaves for other reasons, bereavement. We need to take care of each other better. Some people call this a social safety net. But when you say the word social, people get triggered like we're going to live in some Stalin era world. The executive worker pay gap keeps getting bigger as CEOs racking an average of $27.8 million a year. So this, to one commenter who told me they think the rich should, should deserve all their wealth and, and they already pay more, I, I look at it this way. Just, just hear me out, folks. It'd be like if all of the rainfall went straight to Alabama. Imagine if all of the rain went to Alabama and then Alabama gave 10% of the rain to all the other states. And it's like, thank you so much, but we don't have enough. We need more. And even though Alabama gave 10% of the rain, they only need 10% for themselves. So there's 80% of their, their rain, their wealth. doesn't. It just, it's just being saved in these sort of vaults where they're keeping all their rainwater. And then people from Kansas who are barely, they're so thirsty, they're barely surviving. They say, you know what? It's okay. They've given us more than any other state. Minnesota doesn't give us any rain. Alabama gives us all the rain. They've given us enough. And it's like, why, Kansas? You're starving. Ask for more. There's plenty to go around. So that's my point, is that billionaires shouldn't exist. There's plenty to go around, and uh, most don't even pay their fair share in taxes. Billionaires pay an average federal income tax rate of just 8.2%. So most people like like my tax bracket. I pay somewhere in the thirties to forty percent tax. That's where I pay between state and um, federal tax, um, and I pay my fair share. Uh, you know, got an accountant. You know, all all that jazz. You know, cover cover yourself and. The more money you have, the more you can throw money in different accounts, use it to build uh, loss leaders. You can do so much with it that gets your tax rate down to 8%. How about we all just pay a standard 15% or something like that? It would double what the billionaires pay. But are you telling me that it's not enough for them to keep 85% of their billions? You know what I mean? So to all the people that are out there, and and they've told me hey dave i make $50,000 a year. Okay, that's fine. That's like smack dab middle class, maybe uh, maybe slightly lower middle class, right? Quit defending the rich. Quit defending them because they don't have your backs, you know? Anyway, so we talk some more about this. Everyone's worried about this army that that, that exists of the 80,000 new IRS agents that are coming, including my own parents. They think that they're going to be targeted this and that. They're coming they're going to be knocking on doors to take people's guns. It's just to replace all the retiring baby boomers. And anyway, so there's so many different levels that that are blowing my mind with how we're dealing with the rich, not paying their fair share. And yet we find all these people defending them. It's not left versus right. It's not political. It's socioeconomical. So political would mean like, oh, the Republicans are this, the Democrats are that they've got you convinced it's that way. It's really a class system issue, okay? It's a bunch of people in the middle class defending billionaires when the billionaires don't have your back, folks. They don't have your back, okay? So anyway, we have Kenny Trout. This is Maddie's husband, Grant's father. He seems like a good guy and he made his wealth from a blue collar place. So he might not be the best example of billionaires, but he sells his company and he's kind of just one of those lucky guys that creates a telecommunications company in the perfect time before the dot-com bubble sells it for several billion dollars, is able to invest that money and now he's worth so much more just because he had that sort of equity and was able to invest in a time where his net worth just, you know, it grew. He's ranked uh, 1200th richest person in the world. That was in 2014, so he's probably gained a lot since then. But it's where he puts his money that that a lot of people have a problem with. Uh, supporting major Republican, um, you know, uh, uh, leaders like Rick Santorum, Rick Perry, uh, Mitch McConnell, um, Greg Abbott. So. The fact that someone can be worth so much money that they can influence a political leader that that governs their state that's just kind of problematic. We need to take money out of politics, which is a separate issue because it's not just the the right that donates to, you know, that that has lobbyists that donate for their causes, it's the left too. It's it's a rich versus middle class. And again, now this will trigger a lot of people on the left saying, but the right is worse. Well, we need to stop finger pointing on who's worse and just start doing something to vote for people. And I say this because the elections are coming up in a couple of days. So do your due diligence to vote for people that don't take money from problematic organizations, from dark, you know, money groups that don't report where their money's coming from. Because trust me, it's not to support the middle class. It's not, it's to support the 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 big industry. Uh, you know the gun industry. It's to support uh, the the big oil and the other companies that want to uh, you know have a stranglehold onto all of their wealth and not be taxed at a certain at a certain rate. So anyway, if anyone wants to get a job at Kenny's uh, Kenny Trout's um, uh, Windstar Farm in Versailles, Kentucky. Is it ver- in France? It's Versailles. I think they pronounce it Versailles. Either way, it should be pronounced Versailles. Twelve ninety six an hour. You can uh, clean up shit and. Uh- <laughs> You want to clean up Kenny's horse's shit? You can do it for $13 an hour. Anyway, Lisa and Kenny Tread have a nice home. So I don't know if this was the estate where they actually had the wedding at. $17.4 million. The founder of Excel Communications horse racing is more fun than telecommunications. Yeah. He, he created a company. He sold it. I have no idea what he pays for taxes, uh, but it is ironic that he's allergic to horse hair. And now he has a horse company. Um, here's his house right there. So you know how it is, man. You, you, let me tell you something. You know how it is, right? Cause we're, we can all relate as billionaires here. You know how it is when you like fall asleep on the couch, watching Netflix on your 80 inch, uh, you know, like I'm I mean, just imagine you're tired. You've had a long day of, um, of, uh, you know, managing all the horses and um, Uh, And then you're watching Netflix, but you fall asleep, but you're, but you have to remember you're on the estate, your bedrooms up here near Harry's lane, right? Your bedrooms up here on the North side of the estate. So you have to walk all the way back to your bedroom because your toothbrush is attached to the master bathroom here. And it's like, come on. And then sometimes at night it it feels kind of haunted. It can be kind of painful out there. So I've talked a lot about grifting again I don't know if the Trouts are a good example of this. I don't know. I I do know that he spends, what, $3 million a year on his uh, son's, uh, what is it? They have a $3 million budget for his son's basketball teams. So are they paying their fair share in taxes? I don't know, guys. I can't look into it. A lot of times billionaires, if you don't know this, make it very complicated to know where they're putting their money. But they're voting for people and putting money into people that are taking away what I believe to be basic human rights. Uh, A body autonomy. Uh, Now there's laws in Texas that you can just buy a gun, leave a comment. Right. Uh, I don't know, guys. It seems a little shady to me. And it's not a problem with religion whatsoever. It's a problem with the people who use religion and faith to finance their own sort of lifestyle. You guys familiar with Kenneth Copeland? Of course you are. In luxury, how much money did you pay for Tyler Perry's Gulfstream
2: jet, for example?
0: Well, for example, that's really none of your business. So, I love the first, How much money did you pay? Uh, They're saying roughly uh, $54 million. And, his, and, he, and he said he paid, he paid $54 million because it helps him get to do, do more preaching, which, you know, there's a point to be made there, I guess. You know, my, my wife thinks Inside Edition is, oh, yeah. <laughs> now... Thank you, Lord. Help me. Just let me let me pray this well,
2: thing. Well, let okay, me- so
0: he tries to pray when she asks him some tough questions, which is fine. The, God, the God's not going to save you here. He's actually God's actually enjoying that you're, uh, you know, that since you've used him to to reap millions, that uh, you know, selling. Uh, I'm not calling it snake oil. I just think like he's uh, <laughs> this is just an example of these televangelist pastors, pastors not having their their, uh, you know, their people's. Uh, best best needs at hand. He's living a lifestyle that he can afford off of the backs of others. Do
1: you ever...
2: Do you ever use your private jets to go visit your vacation homes, for example?
0: Yes, I do. Who doesn't? Again, Who doesn't?
2: getting back to the comment, you said that you don't like to fly commercial because you don't want to get into a tube with a bunch of demons. Do you really believe that it's human got a point. beings are demons? No,
0: I do not. And don't you... Ever- but the ones who travel on Spirit Airlines are. <laughs> Never say I did. Look, and okay, so I'm not saying Kenny Trout says this. I'm not saying Maddie Pruitt Trout, whatever her name is. I'm not saying she's that way either. But what I am saying is when you start working in a world where you're influencing and, and kind of like preaching a certain lifestyle, that's where you start to look closer and you start to go, okay, okay, let's just keep an eye on this. You know, is it the lifestyle that you pray to God because you want to give and you want to spread love? That's OK. That's totally fine. But if is it how to tell people what to do with their bodies? Because a book which has been translated. And again, every time I make these videos, I get 15 comments from different people with Bible verses. The book has been translated a bunch of times to say homosexuals are sinners. God hates this. God. No, 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 no. It's all hogwash, guys. It's all been translated to control you. We need to shine some light on the dark places. We can pray to God. You can pray to Jesus. You can go to Sunday Mass or whatever you do. You can do that. But people like this are a fraud. Associated Press said that Joe Biden is president. Ha ha! And there's a little bit more to that video, but I think you guys got the gist there. That's that. And now we've got a little bit more of a lighthearted Q&A, which is Serena and Joe and their new YouTube channel, Serena and Joe, and what they had to say about their recent, uh, what appeared to be shotgun wedding. I didn't know if I wanted to take the bait, but here I am. Bachelor in Paradise's Serena Pitt responds to pregnancy speculation after Joe wedding. As we know, they had a surprise wedding, and this is how you know it's legit. This is how you know it's serious. They've got a YouTube channel. Joe and Serena is what it's called. 6,000 subscribers. And uh, yeah, uh, I actually I actually give uh, this video a pretty good score as far as lighting goes. It's nearly a 10 out of 10, if not a tiny bit oversaturated. But that's just good. I'll take good lighting over low lighting any day of the week. In fact, Serena looks better than Joe here because of her darker complexion, so more light will make her look better versus make him look a little washed out. So hey, this is Joe, listen, you gotta make the lady look pretty, so lighting's perfect for her. Chef's kiss. Let's get into their Q&A. As always, when we support other content creators, no matter who they are, I tell you, go to the source. If you like their content, give them a subscribe. Go check them out. They're doing all the right things in creating their own channel. I will say this before I start recording. I'm very critical of the bachelor podcast the people that get paid to be on the bachelor produce show because i believe in the in, in the in the in the main sort of th- theory don't rent out your time um so it's very nice that they're creating their own sort of system here we've been talking a lot about prosperity and in gaining wealth through ownership and equity and building and leap in the net will appear and all these platitudes and i did want to read some of your comments that i got here robin cook said this A salary is the drug they give you to forget your dreams. Whoa, I know this won't apply to everybody, but somebody just heard me say that right now, and that shot them in the heart, because that's exactly what it is when you're working for someone else. You're helping somebody else pursue and achieve their dreams. I love the comments that you guys give me. Leslie said, full-blown sucker here. I do the work of four jobs, including training our new employees, plus our experienced employees, and the worst one, my own manager, while doing my own work with the same service levels as anyone else. She goes on and on and says, at most, we get a $1,000 to $15,000 bonus, where the CEO gets $18 million. So yeah, I'm stuck and I get the CEO, didn't get there by not working hard, but I truly believe it's not $18 million hard. So how many people in the lower or middle class want to go defend their rich CEOs? Alright, folks. Anyway, we talked to about that because that's essentially what it is when you podcast for the bachelor yeah maybe you get paid 50 60 70 thousand dollars maybe a hundred thousand dollars to be a bachelor podcaster but the true wealth can come from creating your own content people like um caitlin bristow that own their own identity they own uh the products like when joe leaves the bachelor happy hour whatever the hell his podcast is called no one's going to follow him from that because you don't really get to build much of a personality there because you're really just like reporting for somebody else but by having their own YouTube channel this is really good for them so congratulations to Joe and Serena let's play a few of their questions and answers and then you guys can go support them over there leave a comment on their YouTube video that you found them through our channel just a little flex say hey we saw this recap on Dave Neal's channel, and I'm here to support you guys, whatever you want to do, but to let them know that they found him here. Q and A, correct?
2: Yeah, I threw up a Q and A box last week because obviously we surprised you guys with our courthouse wedding as we've been talking a lot about our fall wedding of next year. So a lot of you had questions, which is totally,
0: totally surprised us. We thought
2: the best way to go about answering all of them would be I threw a Q and A box up on my story and now we are here. The first and most common question was, Was the courthouse wedding planned or did you decide that morning? So people are essentially wondering if we like woke up that morning and we were just like, let's go get married today. Which, you can't do
0: that. <laughs> okay, so that answers it. You can't do that. You can't just, let's get married. So it was planned in advance. I think you said three weeks or so. Next question.
2: Essentially, we didn't dress up that much because we just wanted to keep the courthouse ceremony super low-key. We obviously are going to have a big wedding where we're going to get really dressed up. So we just didn't really feel the need to dress up. <laughs> I mean, the video be everywhere now. I wish we dressed up more. What was our first week?
0: So she said, I wish we dressed up more. They didn't realize it was going to be videotaped. Is videotaped the right word? I feel old. Uh, they didn't realize it would have been uh, videoed. Um, anyway, so maybe they can use uh, Maddie Pruitt's wedding planner. I just, I don't know if uh, their YouTube channel is going to be making that much money by then. But hey, why not? You got $800,000 laying around.
2: What do you do about last names?
0: I have a, a, a mouthy, a, a hard to say last name kind of. A mobbly. When we took the virtual meeting, he asked, um, was Serena taking my last name? And we were like, ah... She is, but it's
2: kind of overwhelmed me at least in the moment of like, oh my god, do I have to change all my paperwork then? Do I have to yeah. change my driver's license to switch my name? And he was like, Well yeah. And I was like, ah I'm just I've been through to pit
0: my whole life. So the plan... Yeah, that's the issue, you know, that's the world we live in, right? This archaic society where the woman takes the man's name. Hey, no judgments if you do it, but obviously very good that they're being asked these questions beforehand because, you know, like these are the questions you need to sort of talk about and that's totally fair. They said they will take... She will take his name at the ceremony next year. So they've got a full year to plan their ceremony here. All right, now for the pregnancy rumors. Now people, you know, first of all, it's rude. It's, it's rude to ask... So if they're pregnant or wonder if they're pregnant because god knows so many people try to get pregnant and can't or or lose a bit you know so many different things can happen that it's probably none of our business uh but of course it's great clickbait for them to discuss this as as the wedding did come off like last minute some people do have last minute weddings because they don't want to have a baby and be unwed or whatever but uh, here's their answer um are you pregnant i'm not
2: I'm not either. Nice. We're both sitting here. I don't think you can drink coffee when you're pregnant, can you? Yeah, you can drink coffee. You can't drink alcohol, and even yeah. that, I'm sure. Like
0: a lot of people. I know people that drink some wine in moderation. I know people that, like don't have sushi or whatever. I don't know what the truth. I don't. I don't know what the truth is. It seems to be changing all the time here. All right, let's go to the next clip here.
2: Do you feel different now that you are married? My body <laughs> feels the same. My brain. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do. Mm. I feel like because we were already like committed to each other for life, like the marriage didn't change that.
0: I feel the same way with my relationship, except with eight extra years. Like when people say, oh, do you feel different? And go, well, not me. I think I think my 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 wife and I had a lot of pride in our relationship and our love for each other. So there was no like jumping. You know, there was there was no like question. In, in my mind so no i didn't feel too different um but uh, let's go to the 515 mark and again i'm skipping forward of course go support the full thing we're just we're just giving you a taste here right we're giving you a taste of grocery stores grocery store joe's tomato sauce that or the u.s so the wedding is going to be in the u.s we picked a wedding planner and we're going to vlog the entire experience from actually choosing a venue um to like Picking the menu, whatnot. I think that's great. I think that's a very smart thing that they're gonna be getting into the vlogging game. It can be very difficult for bachelor alumni to get into YouTube because it doesn't reward them as quickly as Instagram does. A lot of bachelor alumni hit a million view a million followers and then they're all done. Then they get to YouTube and they realize, all right, they gotta start off smaller. Just understand, Joe and Serena, if you're listening, a YouTube follow is worth a hundred Instagram followers, is worth a thousand TikTok. Nobody has a stronger and loyal audience than YouTubers. It is the most mature uh, video platform out there. It is owned and operated by Google, which is installed in every phone in, in, in the world, basically. So definitely keep investing your time, energy, equity into YouTube and you will see some rewards. And last but not least, here is a clip from Reality Steve's podcast discussing what he thinks may go down at tonight's Bachelor in Paradise reunion special. If you don't want spoilers, now's your time to tune away. Here's something that interests me, and I
2: think it interests a lot of people. Obviously, we know that the Victoria Fuller, Johnny Filippo and Greg Rippo storyline is going to be talked about. There's no way they're going to avoid it. I guess the big question is, and we'll have an answer... Once this thing is done, because I'm sure I'm going to find out what happens, is does Greg Grippo show up to this thing? Now, I don't want the aggregators to say that Reality Steve said Greg Grippo is showing up. I have no idea if he's showing up. I will offer an
0: opinion on if I think he will. And my opinion is, yeah, I think he's going to be there today. And only time will tell. We'll know within the next couple hours what's going down. If you want up-to-date information on Bachelor in Paradise, spoilers, and everything else going on in the Bachelor world, definitely go make sure and check out the YouTube channel, Dave Neal on YouTube. And so much more coming your way. For those asking about donations, oh, uh, apparently you can now donate on the podcast app, but also patreon.com slash Dave Neal is a great way to support the channel. We do private behind-the-scenes bonus content. And guess what? Newport, Rhode Island, cincinnati and uh, new york city i am coming to your town after thanksgiving um cincinnati maybe right before thanksgiving so make sure to follow me on instagram at d for all of those updates thank you so much for a successful week and if you guys want to leave a voicemail go go to uh call the number 401-213-9828 leave a voicemail tell me what you're thinking ask any questions and we'll get to your voicemails over the weekend goodbye everybody happy friday